This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Talking Otago with ORC. This morning we're going to take the opportunity to learn about Enviro schools in our region and joining us here this morning, Madeline Enright. Madeline Morena, great to have you with us. Morena, Jeff, thanks for having me here this morning. It's a real privilege to, to be chatting with you this morning. Let's, um, let's start with a bit of a definition. What is Enviro schools, Madeline? Yeah, so Enviro Schools is a sustainability education program. Uh, so when a school signs up to become an Enviro School, they commit to a long-term sustainability journey. And we work with schools to identify their sustainability goals that are really relevant to them in their context um, and support them to take action on those. So our aim is to foster a generation that instinctively thinks and acts sustainably. Wonderful. And so we have this in Otago, but we have this in other regions across the country as well? Yeah, we do. So um, it actually originated in Waikato in Hamilton. It was a pilot project uh, with the Hamilton City Council and a few schools there. So it is um, in every region of the country, actually, at the moment. How long have we had Enviro Schools around for? So Enviro Schools, as Enviro Schools, has been around for 25 years. So that pilot project uh, in Hamilton took place in 1997 and it kind of was born out of an idea from the uh, 1992 Rio Earth Summit um, that the UN ran and their challenge was to think globally, act locally. So a few people thought, oh, how could we do this? And um, and yeah, that's kind of how Enviro Schools was born. Here in Otago, We it's our first Enviro Schools was signed up in 2005. So here it's been around for about 17, 17 years. And so over that time since... Uh, our first school signed up. There are now a hundred Enviro schools across the region here in Otago, and that's early childhood centres, primary schools, as well as high schools. It covers that spectrum. Uh, and nationally, we have uh, 1,462 Enviro schools. So, you know, I think over over those couple of decades, it has really grown. And I think sustainability education, um, you know, people are really seeing the importance of it. Mm, so encouraging. Mm-hmm. What's your role, Madeline? Yeah, so my role, I'm the um, Assistant Regional Coordinator. So my role within that is kind of to... Um, help the facilitators uh, at each of the city and uh, district councils in Otago um, and and also, you know, with planning um, things, uh, running different hui for students and for teachers um, and including community groups. Uh, so that that's my role, yeah. <laughs> and with a hundred of them in the region, that will keep you pretty busy, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it's it's... A real privilege, though, to be able to visit kind of all areas of the motu, but sometimes, uh, yeah, so I think it is, it does definitely keep you busy. (laughs) So let's dig a little deeper. Uh, Perhaps you could tell us about some of the things that are going on in Enviro Schools in our region at the moment. Yeah, definitely. So uh, as I said, having 
uh, 100 school and virus schools in the region. I probably can't give the breadth and depth of everything that we're doing, but I'll kind of just talk through some of the things that um, are happening in some of our virus schools. Uh, so one of our guiding principles is learning for sustainability and quite a few schools at the moment are having a real focus around waste. So um, in the Clutha district we have uh, Why We Are a South School and our facilitator there Scott recently did a waste audit with them and so that's about usually a school will um, keep their rubbish and recycling for about a week and then they'll kind of take it out and look oh is everything in the right place? How much rubbish do we actually have? And thinking about, oh, is this plastic the type that can be recycled really well or is it the kind that that perhaps we should try and um, steer away from if we can? And so kind of starting those conversations to... um, to get on kind of a re- re- waste reduction journey. Uh, in Queenstown Primary, they're also, uh, they've got Waste Free Wednesday where they encourage their students to bring uh, waste free lunches uh, and they have a great garden there that they can use. I think this, the students also learn other skills. So they've been making wee videos to to answer, oh, what might a waste-free lunch look like? Or even comparing the cost of, um, of perhaps food that's unpackaged and food that's packaged. Uh, what else is happening in our region? I feel like there's so much. Um, we have a number of schools that are really engage with the mana whenua of their area. So just thinking about Waitati School, uh, they've been working with Pukitaraki Marae and they've learnt some of the Kaitahu Purako, particularly the creation story, which ties in with one of our other uh, guiding principles, which is Māori perspectives. Um, and I think it's a real, um, it's really amazing to see how embedded um, that has become within their school. Uh, and just from a personal point of view, he oho o tainui. So I'm much more from the North Island, and so hearing some of these te wai ponamu, you know, stories that really uh, kind of connects you to to this area. Uh, what in terms of sustainable communities, which is another of our guiding principles. It, in Omaru, it's been great to see some of the schools really connect with different community groups. Uh, which and um, so one of those is Waitaki Girls High School, and they've they kind of noticed that a lot of the red build girls, the Tatara Punga, were in their school area, and they thought, oh well, why is this? You know, this isn't actually where they belong. Uh, and they thought, oh, is it because we have a lot of food waste left around the school grounds? Could that be attracting them? And also, perhaps, is it that they don't have a place that they can go? You know, where was their natural habitat? So they've been working with Lucianne, the facilitator there, as well as um, people from the Marine Studies Centre and other community groups to to kind of encourage the birds to a different area by um, reducing the food waste and kind of making that other area more attractive to the birds. So that's been great. 
Um, so that, that's an example of um, an idea being generated by Tamariki themselves in terms of the projects that they get involved in. Is that typical? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that that's one of the another one of our. Uh, Enviro School's guiding principles is empowered students and many if not most of our schools these projects are student led. Um, another example of that is at Bayfield College so their environmental prefix Tallulah and Bailey ran their first Enviro week this year and that was all every kind of session or idea came from the students it was really really spearheaded by them uh, and that and that kind of included things like on the last day they did this massive whole school cleanup, but they wanted to include things like a house competition and the school bands who put on performances. So I think it became a real celebration of, well, what does our school actually want? What are our goals? Um, yeah, they had a, a clothing swap, which I thought was a great, great idea as well. So, so yes, it is, um, you know, even from very young, the students drive what what is happening, which is amazing. With such a focus on, you know, NCEA and all those kinds of things, all mm. of the, the curriculum, is it integrated with the curriculum? Are they, 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 they're learning and achieving the standards at the same time with these projects? Yes. So um, in terms of high schools, there are a number of different um, kind of NCEA units that schools may link in with their... Uh, with their Enviro schools mahi. Uh, so I know that there's uh, recently been some around climate change that schools have had a look at and may choose to um, do to, uh, yeah, to, for students to study. So that's kind of an interesting, um, some progress that has been made, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I think from when Enviro schools started, it's much more available for students now to to have this sustainability lens on different subjects that they can take. Yeah. You mentioned some of what you do to support that earlier on, but, uh, you know, thinking about some of those projects you've been talking about, in what way can you help them along? Is it is it resources? Is it, is it information? Is it sharing ideas from other parts of the, the country? How do you get on with supporting these, these great projects? It's kind of a mix of all that, to be honest. So as I mentioned, we have uh, facilitators in each of the um, city and district councils in Otago and so they might run different hui or different events to help teachers with and students um, on their journey. There might a big big part of our role is to make connections so you know if a school is interested in doing something and we think, oh, who do who who in the community could we connect them with to help them be able to achieve achieve that? So, um, yeah, that's a big part of big part of the role. Yeah, you struck on something really important there. Is that there's a lot of um, uh, really innovative work going on in communities around us, and probably in communities around schools in their own neighbourhoods. Mm. So, making those connections is really important. It, yeah, it definitely, definitely is, and I think it really just enriches the the school experience for for students. 100 plus schools in the region, do you want more? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you looking to grow the program? Uh, it's not one of our specific 
goals at the moment, but I think if schools are interested in um, in coming on the Enviro Schools journey, feel free to reach out um, to myself or Robin, who's our regional coordinator, because I think that's that's. Um, yeah, it's always great to be able to support schools in that way. So if we do want to find out more about Enviro Schools, where should we go? So we have um, some different areas that you could go to to find out more. So there's the Enviro Schools website. So that's enviroschools.org.nz. And so that's the national website. So there are stories from around the country as well as some specific ones on Otago. Um, but you can get a great idea of the kaupapa and, um, and yeah, what's happening from there. We also have um, a Facebook page. So that's Enviro Schools Otago on Facebook. And so that's just from our Otago team and so we post up usually a spotlight on something that's happened at a school or some resources or an event that might be happening that uh, people might be interested in and also our uh, Otago Regional Council website we have an Enviro Schools page on there too so that has things like um, our our reports or perhaps some more stories about um, what's been happening with Enviro Schools. And there's been plenty happening, as we've uh, heard this morning. Uh, Madeline Enright, thanks so much for taking some time to join us this morning to talk about Enviro Schools. And uh, uh, congratulations to, to you and the team that are working to support the schools. And indeed, m- m- more particularly, congratulations to all those young people who are mm-hmm. coming up with these amazing ideas. Uh, it's so encouraging to know that you know these ideas are being fostered at a, at a young age and who mm-hmm. knows uh, where they might be with their journey uh, around sustainability you know, in their adult lives. Mm. Thanks, Madeline, for joining us. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.